I am Taylor Barr, radio DJ. I write monologues for the radio. Five monologues a day, five days a week. Here, I am chronicling them. I hope you enjoy. Small things pile up. It's true. It happened to me, and it can surely happen to you. You wake up one day and you're immediately just not feeling it, right? And every single little thing drives you absolutely bonkers. The sink doesn't turn off as easily as it should. And instead of your usual solution of just getting it right, you're so filled with rage because, I mean, the sink shouldn't be squeaky or leaky. It should just work. Why is it still broken. Why did I not fold my clothes earlier, you think? And now they're wrinkled. They're in a pile, still in the hamper, and though they are clean, you've left them for days now. Now you'll have to iron everything. Say goodbye to two hours of your day, I guess. The kitchen is messy. It feels like you clean and clean and clean just for everything to get dirty again. It's infuriating, and coffee isn't ready yet. You'll have to make it. You'll have to use your extremely loud coffee grinder. You'll have to wake up your roommates if you want a fresh cup of mana. So no to that too, I guess. You'll pitter and patter about your morning, not deciding to do anything because there's not enough time, and so you don't achieve anything. The thing that was bothering you the most is a symptom of the thing itself. The feeling of achieving nothing leads to further feelings of similar natures. It's a downward spiral, and you've just got to kick it before it gets too bad. There is nothing at the end of the rainbow. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it's true. For hundreds of years, we believed the edge of a rainbow would dip down and touch the earth. The area under the prismatic is enchanted, blessed, something more than this world. Perhaps there's gold, or a genie. Maybe a Bigfoot is waiting there, twiddling its thumbs, waiting for the next person to bestow upon, grant wishes to, or devour, respectively. It could also be meant more as a metaphor. You must complete your journey before you can receive benefits, but the rainbow itself does not have an end. It doesn't have a beginning. It's a circle all the way around. The magic at the end of it is just that then, non-existent. So what does that mean for your reward? What does that mean for your journey? Are we stuck on this track forever, forced to repeat the same things day in and day out, or is there something more to it? Is there an option we aren't seeing? I propose that perhaps the cycle is the journey, and there is no end to the rainbow. Nothing more than what we already have. The journey continues as long as the rainbow does, and who's to say that cyclical behavior is a bad thing, right? We wash our clothes every two weeks-ish. We all eat every day. We sleep we already live and breathe cycles. Even our own existence is a cycle of sorts. 
a body creates a body, and so on, until all resources are depleted. The rainbow doesn't end. It just dissipates. Don't even worry about the weather, folks. Don't even consider the dangers that the natural outside world poses. There is absolutely no reason to force yourself to be scared of every moment of your life. What, just because every moment of your life poses a threat to ending it, and the things that are most dangerous in our world are only getting more so? No, no, no. The skies are perfectly normal. There is nothing in the air. No storm is going to sweep through and take away your city. There are no aliens in the sky. There's no tornado or hurricane or water spout about to steal your yard and livestock. Jeez, you really are a worrywart. What with all this fretting, I would consider you to be a guitarist of sorts. I told you, don't worry about the weather. It's a perfectly clear day with birds in the sky and a cloud on the horizon. We shouldn't expect any rain, and neither should the surrounding towns. It's a very easy day, is what it is. Lazy and calm, like any good day should be. Stop trying to look out the window, alright? I see you doing it. There's nothing there. Take my word for it that all is okay, and you should remain boarded up in your homes. I promise you. Nothing out there is worth the risk. Not that there's any risk. I haven't seen any signs of struggle. I mean, there isn't a risk. No pain. No danger. But just don't go out there. Stay home. And stay safe. Tile had an unfortunate circumstance. She was expected to give a eulogy in the next 30 minutes, and Tile had an issue with public speaking. It didn't help that she had no clue who it was she would be eulogizing for, and she couldn't find the right wake room, and she hadn't prepared any sort of speech. She turned a corner, bumping into the owner of the funeral services. Tile asked for directions, received them, and sent herself on her way to the right place. When she arrived at the services, she recoiled. It smelled. Something was off. Possibly the AC. Probably the AC. It was 90 degrees in the room, and Tile always hated the heat. But she loved getting paid, so she continued on and took her spot behind the podium next to the casket. She cleared her voice and spoke clearly. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to mourn the loss of our great friend, Tile turned towards the closest, which she could only assume was a family member, and asked the, for the name of the deceased. Upon the receiving the answer, she was dumbfounded. Tile? Huh, that's not a common name. Well, anyway, we're here to mourn the passing of her and celebrate the life of Tile. Community leader, grandmother, and... Tile shuffled the cards in front of her, the ones filled with notes on the person that the body next to her used to hold. And eulogizer. Now wait, that can't be right. One moment. Tile creaked open the closed casket and half gasped. There she was, old and decrepit. Gross, she said. He sat at his desk, fingers dug into his hair. 
The stress of work life was getting to him. The day in and day out that the office demanded of him. It'll drive anyone crazy. The amount of time he sat at his desk with nothing to do was astounding and empty. They had recording software on all the company devices and Wi-Fi, so it wasn't like he could go work on his own projects when things were slow. He was expected to sit there and wait until there was something to do. This was the third day in a row that he had absolutely nothing to do, so when the tape dispenser on his desk started speaking to him, he was game. Anything to break the monotony, right? Say, have you been feeling down recently? It asked. How do you mean? He responded. I mean, you haven't been using me to tape anything recently. You usually tape stuff up. Uh, no, I, I guess I've just been really not busy. I don't know. Boss man says I'm good. Well, you look down, and that's not fun. Come on, use some tape. He was tentative to rip off anything from a sentient creature, but he followed. The tape dispenser waited with bated breath. He took a piece of tape, about two and a half inches of it, and tore. The tape dispenser screamed and fell to the floor. He lunged for it, but was not fast enough. It shattered, scattering weighted sand all over the office carpet. He looked around. No one else had noticed. I have been Taylor Barr, your radio DJ of sorts. I do hope you enjoyed my monologues. I know I enjoyed writing them. Stay tuned next time for more monologues and more monologues and more monologues. <laughs>